0: Join us on YouTube at the Counterthought channel. Let's go. Last Friday, the Federal Appeals Court in the 5th Circuit ruled that the Biden administration and parts of his executive branch "quote significantly encouraged and coerced social media platforms in suppressing speech during the height of COVID and through the 2022 midterm elections." This is the latest example and confirmation That the Biden administration, in the name of power and what they believe their authority, wants to control what you see and what you hear and what you can say. Welcome to Counterthought. Well, if the investigation into the Hunter Biden laptop wasn't enough, if the investigation into the Twitter files wasn't enough, If the ruling by the federal judge in July of this year wasn't enough, the ruling handed out on Friday from the appeals court in the fifth circuit that the Biden administration and his executive branch were suppressing speech and significantly encouraging and coercing social media platforms to suppress speech is the latest example and confirmation that Joe Biden, his administration And many Democrats in power want to control what you see, what you hear, and what you can say. This is in direct violation of the First Amendment. According to the First Amendment, the government cannot suppress your free speech. Private companies... Different story. They can put limitations on what you can and cannot say. Federal government cannot. So if you were sitting over there as a partisan thinking, ah, well, Biden laptop, that's not real. I was told that's not real. Oh, no, no, it's real. No, it's real. And, and it did impact the 2020 election. Okay, next round. Oh, Twitter bought by Elon Musk, you know, now called X he's based on what Elon said in the past. That's just too much. That's just too much. He's obviously, you know, getting into politics and I can see he's, he's center right or an independent, something like that. So whatever he says, going to discount it. I'm not going to believe those Twitter files or those journalists that he selected to release the information and come in, do an investigation and then publish what they found. I'm not going to believe the Twitter files. That's not true. That's not true. According to the Twitter files, which said that the same thing this federal court just found and ruled that the biden administration and parts of his executive branch significantly influenced and coerced social media platforms to suppress speech in this case specific case at twitter for the twitter files i can't believe that now i can't believe that okay well then how about the court ruling initially in july that said these same things that was the lawsuit and the basis for then this next round of the lawsuit of Missouri that was brought by Missouri and Louisiana against Biden and the federal government for suppressing speech and trying to control speech and the First Amendment violations. This three-judge panel in the Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit just ruled that Joe Biden and the CDC, the Surgeon General, and the FBI significantly encouraged and coerced social media platforms in suppressing speech, which is a direct violation of the First Amendment. And I'm going to read to you some of the quotes from the judge's ruling and pay attention to what all, again, Joe Biden's CDC Surgeon General and FBI did, and even some within his White House, his own assistant deputy to the president is quoted in this lawsuit and in, the, in this ruling, and listen to what exactly they were doing in order to try to control the narrative and eliminate what they considered misinformation and what was causing vaccine hesitancy. Just listen to this. This is This is astonishing. So again, this is a direct violation of the First Amendment. Suppressing speech by federal officials is a violation of our First Amendment. They cannot do that. But listen to some of this. A group of federal officials has been in regular contact with nearly every major American social media company about the spread of, quote, misinformation on their platforms. The appeals court says, quote, the platforms seemingly complied. They gave individuals access to an expedited reporting system, downgraded or removed flagged posts, and deplatformed users. It goes on. The platforms also changed their internal policies to capture more flagged content and sent steady reports on their moderation activities to these federal officials. That went on, this is still being quoted this went on through the COVID 19 pandemic and the 2022 congressional election and continues to this day. End quote. Continues to this day it is september 12th at the time of this recording 2023 we are three and a half years since the beginning of covid and we are a good almost full three years into the biden administration again this went on through the covid19 pandemic and the 2022 congressional election and continues to this day Again, the plaintiffs in the case were Missouri and Louisiana, and they argued that the Biden administration's public and private pressure on platforms such as Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, amounted to government-directed censorship. The Fifth Circuit agreed, and according to the appeals court, the Biden administration's persistent demands that these social media platforms do more to control again quote misinformation and we've gone through this before misinformation they were trying to put in place remember that misinformation czar i forget her name but she was uh, like a, a the a theolo- theologian no that's not right that's not the right word i'm thinking of uh a theater major right um, a thespian there we go that's the word i'm looking for theologian that's not right a thespian um You know, the viral video of her singing and everything, I think like a Mary Poppins rendition, and then that got canned, but she was going to be like the misinformation, disinformations are. But that this quote crossed the line between permissible government speech and impermissible intrusion on private decisions. The Fifth Circuit also emphasized the tone and volume of the government's requests. However, the Biden administration, what do they say? They say, oh, no, we, we weren't. No, no, this isn't this is what we were doing. We were doing, we were just urging the platforms to enforce their own rules. Well, as I just read to you, these platforms felt under so much, felt that the pressure on them was so much to comply with what the administration and parts of the executive branch were asking or demanding of them that they even changed their own rules, their own policies for their platforms to allow them to do more censorship, to allow them to meet the requests of the Biden administration and the FBI and the CDC and the Surgeon General. And people, certain people wonder why we don't trust these institutions. Why don't we trust them? Because at the highest level, these institutions are fake, they're corrupt they are not acting in the best interest of you and i you and me the american people the people who do the daily work who are stopping child tra- human trafficking rings who are you know following the money and stopping criminal organizations at the fbi they are not getting they are getting swept into this but they are separate it is the leadership of the fbi the leadership of the cdc the leadership of the naidc which was formerly led by dr fauci the leadership of the NIH, the leadership of the Surgeon General, they all lied to us. Lied to us. Standing there in front of the podium on many occasions, saying that everything that they have been found guilty of in this lawsuit and in the appeal is untrue. That Everything that they were found guilty of in the Twitter files, untrue. And the... Um, suppression of the Hunter Biden laptop been found to be true. But they stood up there and said, no, this is not true. What we are doing, what we are saying, what we are asking for, this total control is for your own well-being. That's what they're promising you. They're saying, oh, no, no, no. And we're not doing that. And even if we were doing just a little bit, even if we were just doing a little bit of that, you know, it's for your own benefit. Trust us the federal government to do what is best for you and American people. If we believe that and trust the government to do what is in our own best interest, this is going to continue to occur and it may not get stopped like it did this time. If this lawsuit was brought in a different jurisdiction, the result could be different. Or if we don't stand up and actually take action and bring a lawsuit like this, then we will never find out. Never find out. That goes back to as we were ramping up for the 2024 election and as the Republican Party failed, underperformed significantly in the 2022 midterms, we, the American people, especially you and I, Republicans, independents, we need to make sure that we are vetting the individuals that we are putting a position to be elected into office. They are our representatives. And I'll be the first to admit that I don't do enough when it comes to local politics. You know, I don't, <clears throat> I don't go to different meetings. I'm not calling my congressman man or woman whenever there is an issue, or, you know, whenever I am uh, displeased or don't like something, whenever I want to advocate for a new position and say like, hey, you might not agree with me on everything, but you I am one of your constituents and you know, please listen to me or you should be listening to me. I'm not the best at that. I need to improve on that, but but that is what we need to be doing. Actions speak louder than words. If we are not holding the people accountable that we are putting into office, if we don't have the stones and the courage and the bravery to do these things, then we are just going to um, be relegated to doing and being governed by whatever these politicians that are supposed to represent us believe is in our own best interest. And that is not a healthy thing for our country. Politics, if you haven't noticed, has become about power, power in certain areas of life, power over, you know, all areas of your life. But what we are seeing is that from everything from 80 something year olds that can't even think on their own, that are having seizures in front of the camera during press conferences that are um, invoking powers of attorney to their daughter because they are too old to think and make decisions of sound mind on their own to those who have been elected into office because and they had a seizure during the election and need assistance within, within Congress just to be able to read and to speak. That is a reflection on us, the American people. And I understand that you didn't elect those individuals unless you lived in Kentucky or Pennsylvania or California for those three examples. You didn't have a part in those elections. However, we need to be vetting regardless. We need to be vetting the individuals that we are putting into positions of power to act on our behalf. If we don't, if there are no checks and balances, if we don't check those who we put into, you know, as our representatives elect those of those as our representative, then things like this, where the federal government just says, you know, well, we're just going to do whatever we want and we're not going to stop unless we're told to stop. We've seen that on numerous occasions. We've seen that with, um, Biden trying to pass the student loan forgiveness. We've seen that going back into COVID with the, um, the eviction moratorium i think that i believe that started under trump and then continued under biden but that was eventually found as you know illegal you weren't allowed to do that so we've seen multiple instances of this where in the vaccine mandate coming down from osha during the biden administration that whether it's legal or whether it's legal or not thanks to our litigious society the federal government has shown especially the Biden administration, that they're just going to do whatever they believe is necessary or whatever earns them and gives them the most power. And they're not going to stop unless the courts stop them. That is not how the framework of our country was set up. We, you and I, the American voter, we need to be doing our part to put those in power or those to represent us to be the best of us. The only way to get rid of this corruption and this greed in our political system is to put people in there Now it's a tough sell, right? It is a very tough sell to convince someone to go from the private sector where they make more money, where they aren't under such scrutiny to give that up to then go into the federal government. I understand that. I myself don't want to do that. I'm pretty sure the best leaders within our country are in the private sector, but it's a tough sell but that's what it is going to take in my opinion. We are going to need people to be willing to sacrifice what they have gained in their private lives to go into public service, to go into public service and help right this country. But back to this lawsuit, I want to get back to some of the quotes. Now you might remember going back into 2021, you know, still within crossing over that first year mark of COVID, that one year mark of COVID, continuing out through through 2021. You might remember that President Joe Biden was accused accused these social media platforms of quote killing people by failing to suppress speech that discouraged vaccination against COVID 19. Vivek Murthy, the Surgeon General. You may remember that he said that failure to failure, quote, was costing people their lives. Former White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki declared, quote, that social media companies have a responsibility related to the health and safety of all Americans to stop amplifying untrustworthy content, disinformation and misinformation, especially especially related to COVID-19 vaccinations and elections and it goes on again the surgeon general murthy said quote legal and regulatory measures might be necessary if the social media platforms don't stop this information that was determined or considered by the biden administration as mis or disinformation now the democrats they are great at messaging because if you hear what if you heard what jen said you know they have a responsibility related to the health and safety of all Americans to stop amplifying untrustworthy content disinformation misinformation especially related to covid-19 vaccinations and elections you might sit there thinking well well yeah right for the for the greater good everybody should have a you know should do their part in order you know for the greater good everybody should do their part i agree that sounds great but what we've come to find out is that This misinformation was not misinformation at all. We were being told mis- and disinformation from the Biden administration, from the CDC, from the Surgeon General. We were being given misinformation. There's all this talk about this Cochrane study that released results over this past week, and they are considered the gold standard. That is what is being said and that they found that Masks, just those little cloth masks that you used to wear over your face, those little three-ply masks that you would buy, you know, in little 50, 100 count boxes or whatever at your grocery store during during the pandemic, that those did not do anything. Those did not have any significant impact on stopping the spread of the coronavirus. However, we were being told that it they did, and you had to wear them. You know, you remember mask mandates. The state of Florida now makes it illegal to mandate anything because, you know, to guard against this happening in the future. And we are already seeing that playbook um, play out with certain, um, not jurisdictions, but certain like municipalities or even at schools, school districts to say, oh, we're going to be wearing masks because the kid tested positive for COVID. So this and disinformation that, you know, the Biden administration was saying was being spewed online from other doctors who didn't go along with their narrative, to individuals who are doing data analysis. You know, we all found out later that what was actually being said from the <clears throat> during these press conferences was actually mis- and disinformation to us. And thank God for this lawsuit. Uh, Jensaki, may remember, also floated the idea that a ro- there might be the social media companies might need to be subjected to a robust antitrust program. White House communications director Kate Bedingfield said that platforms quote should be held accountable, and she suggested that that includes reducing their legal protection against civil claims based on users' posts. You may remember the big discussion about Section Two Thirty, and then privately. Privately, administration officials pressed Facebook and other social media platforms to delete or gra- downgrade specific posts and banish specific speakers and users and to take action against their content. And the requests were sometimes, quote, phrased as demands, like, do this or else. The Fifth Circuit also notes Clark Humphrey, digital director for the COVID 19 response team told Twitter to remove an anti-vax post by Robert F. Kennedy Jr. quote, ASAP and quote, instructed it to keep an eye out for tweets that fall in this same genre so they could be removed too. That is illegal. I had a, um, an episode about this very thing, state-sponsored censorship about the Biden administration doing the same thing this exact thing with Facebook. That was back in I believe early 2022 I did that I did that episode maybe it was yeah early 2022 I believe. Just a keyword censorship I should have it looked up for you right now but I don't but anyway. Now a year to 2 years later we are still on this topic but is being proven that this actually did Occur. Now, the deputy assistant to the president, Rob Flaherty, the director of digital strategy at the White House, told Twitter to delete a parody account tied to one of Biden's grandchildren immediately. Flaherty emphasized that he was acting on the president's behalf and that his concerns were, quote, shared at the highest, and I mean the highest levels of the White House. The highest would be President Joe Biden. Also, White House officials invoked previous perceived failures in content at content moderation, which they said were disastrous. The Fifth Circuit notes that White House COVID nineteen advisor Andrew Slavitt said when Facebook did not take a prominent pundit's popular post down that he asked what he asked What good is the reporting system? and signed off with the last time we did this dance, it ended in an insurrection. In another exchange, Flaherty, which again, who is the assistant, or the deputy assistant to the president, Rob Flaherty, he, quote, demanded assurances that Facebook was taking action and likened the platform's alleged inaction to the 2020 election, which quote helped increase skepticism in an insurrection. So again, these deputy assistant to the president, the White House COVID nineteen advisor, they are all giving demands and then trying to draw direct lines back to the language that they said should have been stopped by Facebook on their platform that they are that they believe led to jan 6th and use that as a way to manipulate and try to coerce that keyword coerce facebook and these other platforms into doing what it is that they demanded again this is illegal activity by our government specifically by biden and his administration again flaherty noted This is the deputy assistant to President Joe Biden. Noted that a flagged Facebook post was, quote, still up and asked, quote, how does something like that happen? Are you guys effing serious? Flaherty sent another email to Facebook. I want an answer on what happened here and I want it today. Because Facebook was not trying to solve the problem, the White House was quote, considering our options on what to do about it. That is a direct threat to a social media platform to take action on behalf of the government to censor your First Amendment rights to free speech. This is because they want to control what you see, what you hear, and what you can say. If they can control what you see, what you hear, and what they can say, they can control you because you won't be you'll be none the wiser as to what is going on behind the curtain, behind the closed doors of the White House and the executive branch and the administrative state. You and I will then become powerless powerless against it. So, again, me, you, us, the American people, it is going to take a concerted effort to stop this. It is going to take sacrifice on our part to, and also accountability to put, to correct these wrongs, to hold people accountable, and then elect people to represent us that are actually going to represent us, that are trustworthy individuals that actually want to serve on behalf of us and not serve in order to enrich their lives or to give themselves power, not to chase the book deals, but instead to stand up for you and I, the American people. This is not a fun exercise. This is not an exercise. This is real life. This was happening for two years straight. As I read in the beginning, this started in 2021. Again, Biden took office in January of 2021, and this went through the midterm elections of 2022, it says, and continues to this day. Continues to this day. It's time for you and I to stand up, take our rights back, to hold those who are in power accountable, and actually do something about it. Words only do so much. Words only do so much. It is time to take action to save our country from this tyrannical behavior before we can no longer remove the wool from being pulled over our eyes. Thank you for listening to Counterthought, a podcast conserving America's freedom, culture and values. Remember to subscribe and like or rate the podcast on your podcast app or on YouTube and engage with the podcast on Instagram at counter underscore thought at Counterthought CEO or on Facebook at Counterthought Podcast.